You are listening to On The Biz. Meet the Changemaker, powered by The Growth Company. Hello, you are very welcome back to another episode of On The Biz. My name is Wayne Denner. I'm your co-host. I'm delighted to be back for another episode. Uh, Once again, if this is your first time joining the podcast, uh, we talk all things business, entrepreneur, uh, career, technology, and everything in between. And we love nothing more than for people to come up and share their insights and share their expertise. But before we kick off our conversation today, I just want to reach out to my co-host, Martin Murda. Martin, hello. Hey, Wayne. How's things? How's your week going? You have a bit of a head cold, did you mention? Yeah, yeah, all's good. It seems to be going around, Martin. Everybody's got this head cold. Thankfully, it's not COVID. It is just a good old regular head cold. Uh, but it has caught up with me over the weekend, and I've got a speaking engagement tomorrow. I've got three uh, student workshops to deliver, so going to try and get into the bed early tonight. Going to try and get a little bit of Lemsip. Uh, had one or two hot whiskeys last night. Uh, and they definitely have uh, have helped me out. But I'm delighted uh, to be back having another conversation. And we're going to be talking a little bit today about Black Friday. We're going to talk a little bit about Cyber Monday, which is today. And do they really help businesses? Now, over the weekend, I did pick up uh, a Cyber Monday, Black Friday deal on a piece of software. Um, that I've been looking out for for a while and I did a little bit of research and I noticed they had been running uh, a bit of a a discount and I decided to snap it up uh, pretty quickly only to realize whenever I did read some of the reviews on the Facebook group that I was added to that a lot of the uh, purchasers, purchasers of this particular software were actually disgruntled because they said it was their f- the free version of the product just repackaged as a Black Friday deal. And I felt a little bit cheated. Um, I did put in for a refund and thankfully I got the refund, but it made me think a little bit about how quick we can purchase things, particularly in and around Black Friday and Cyber Monday, and maybe actually not get what we thought we were going to get because maybe we didn't read terms and conditions. Maybe we didn't fully understand what we were actually purchasing. So I got stung a little bit, but I managed to get the refund. So all is good in the world. But what's your thoughts, Martin, uh, on Black Friday, Cyber Monday deals? Good idea or bad idea for businesses? Yeah, I think it's an interesting one, isn't it? I mean, I don't really get the whole Cyber Monday. I think the whole Cyber Monday is a latch on to the whole Black Friday. Um, from speaking to different people, I did pick up a few things myself now, but uh, I mean, it's another kind of incentive, really, isn't it? The kind of people think they're getting a bargain or they think they're, they're saving or they're getting a, some sort of a deal. But I think there's so much competition out there right now, isn't there, like, um, I think that a lot of the stuff that you see, is it real value? Is it real savings? Or are you just picking up rubbish that's going to be discounted in January anyway? 
Yeah, that is the thing, because no doubt the January sales are around the corner. Um, there's going to be more opportunities to buy different products and uh, and different services. And a lot of people, actually, I was in a well-known retailer in the past couple of days, just in their physical store. And I was looking at a new TV and it was one of these new Samsung TVs and the pixels, the quality of this TV was unbelievable. I mean, as I was walking through the store, it captured my attention and I was kind of watching some of the World Cup games were playing. So I was kind of watching that, but the, the, the high definition, the color um, really caught my attention and the one of the sales assistants came over and was telling me uh, a little bit more information about the TV, about the deal. It was a Black Friday deal yet again. Uh, it was one of those. And the question popped into my mind, you know, is this TV going to get any cheaper? I mean, is it going to get cheaper in Boxing Day when the big sales come on? Is it going to come down another hundred quid? Should I hold on? Um, you know, will it, will it go up in price? Maybe not, but 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 it definitely might come down in price. So I was kind of really torn between whether to, 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 to buy the TV or actually to hold off. And I think I'm probably going to hold off um, to see what way it does go. But there's lots of deals on out there right now. A lot of the sales have started really early. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see uh, what the opportunities are for businesses or if the, the overall traction or the sales uh, increase this year by running a lot of these Black Friday and Cyber uh, Monday uh, deals. Uh, but hello to Jules. Uh, great to have you along here today. And I just put up the episode of last week's podcast is now available on Spotify and I will share the link uh, later on tonight. So if you haven't had a chance uh, to listen to the podcast, do check that out. It is available on Spotify. I need to get it submitted to iTunes uh, and all of the other uh, podcasting platforms over the next couple of days so it's available across all of the different spaces for people to be able to tap in and tune in and i'm up to up to episode four i know we've done lots more episodes martin of on the biz meet the change maker but the ones that we're recording now i'm actually getting into the habit of uploading them each and every week so that there's a library of back catalog episodes that people can come back uh, and click into but do you think martin that businesses you know the small businesses in northern ireland that listen into to this podcast myself your business could we avail of those black friday cyber monday deals is it maybe something that we could offer uh, our customers it's not something that i that I would subscribe to myself. I mean, if you were packaging up some of your services, like, I mean, if you were like doing like some sort of like Facebook ads package or, or some sort of, um, it's not something that I would do myself. I mean, I try to focus on the actual value in terms of real, real value. And, and not, not that, not the, that word that's been hijacked by value chains. Like, Aldi and Little to mean cheap. That's not what I'm talking about. I think true value is when you look after your customer and you do a great job. For me, that's what value is all about. And it's when you do that, you shouldn't have to discount. You shouldn't have to um, just to entice people in. Uh, I think that it's not something that I would subscribe to personally. But then I work mostly in business to business, and uh, but I think when a when a I don't see many Black Friday deals in high end uh, in high end stores uh, or high end um, kind of like I'm not saying that they're 
there shouldn't be, but I, I think that I think Black Friday uh, is okay if you run like an e-coms or you run like a kind of like um, kind of like if you like do electronics or if you do sort of like um, some sort of product that you sell in volume, then Black Friday is something, yes, that ultimately, yeah, Black Friday will work. If you've got a big e-coms angle to your business, then Black Friday will certainly entice people in and can increase sales. Cyber Monday is the same, but I think in business to business, it's not something that I would be um, gravitating towards. What about you? And it's a big American thing as well. I think that's where it kind of originated from the big high street stores, the malls, um, all sort of coming out with this uh, campaign on the run up to Christmas. Uh, And I suppose the ultimate idea behind it back in those days was to drive footfall into the store. Um, Obviously, it was less about the, the online side of things because back then, there was no online. It was all physical, coming into the shop, coming into the mall, coming into the store, getting onto the high street and and buying those products on the run-up to Christmas. Um, but it does drive um, a lot of... Um, craziness among people i suppose is, is is maybe not the right word but it does drive that that sort. would be that would be my you're 100 right and that that would be my real concern that when you see people fighting over tvs or you see them fighting over stereos in uh, that's a real concern of me the the psychology behind it and look when people tell you oh this friday's black friday i'm like I thought last Friday was Black Friday or the Friday before. It seems in the run up to Christmas, every Friday's Black Friday, whatever they're doing or whatever they're playing for it. And they're like, oh, no, it's Black Friday up here. And if you go down to Dublin next week's Black Friday and next week's in London's Black It's very, very confusing, particularly when you take that online. And I have to say, Wayne, I think this Cyber Monday is the biggest load of nonsense who who comes up with this stuff honestly <laughs> when i heard it was cyber monday i thought is this a joke is it is it cyber security awareness do you oh, know what no no it's an add-on to black friday and you think oh for yeah. goodness sake yeah do you know what martin call it like it is that's that's what this po- that's what this podcast is all about you know it's about us having conversations about things we see and, and and you're right it is it is you know craziness there's a lot of craziness out there and it's trying to get get people even more um to spend to spend to spend and you know you have to be careful on the deals that you're looking at and what you're buying and what you're purchasing because you might think it's a good deal but when you actually think it through it's it's not that good of a deal um and there are some people who spend unnecessarily there are people who get themselves into large amount of debt uh, and that's going to be challenging for a lot of people as well and you know when that that's fre- my concern yeah and when that frenzy happens people get caught up in it you know they, they get caught up in it and they they maybe spend beyond them their means uh they may be buying things that they wouldn't normally buy because they are being bombarded through social media feeds through tv ads to radio ads and it's absolutely everywhere and the other flip side of all of this and you touched on it kind of a couple of moments ago is the whole cyber security side of that where the cyber criminals are actually active what do you think of that yeah and and that's the thing and i think not just the cyber criminals but the retail criminals are also active the big corporation uh, criminals that are exploiting people as you say people are desperate people there's not a lot of money 
out there, a lot of working people are struggling right now. And there's a lot of these ads that almost make it almost impossible, really, to say, no, you would need to literally turn your phone off. And before you know it, because we all do it, we look at something and we think, ah, I'd like that there. And before you know it, the ad's following you around. And then you'll see that they've dropped the fiver off at this one-time offer. Take this one-time offer now. They'll, they'll package it up. And you think to yourself, this is, this is, I mean, too much. And I think people struggle to turn that stuff down. They struggle to turn that stuff down. You know, I was chatting to a girl there recently, and she was told me she was buying the sun for Christmas. She was saying, oh, yes, uh, he's getting the Oculus headset, and he's getting the the latest uh, console, and he's getting this game, and he's getting that game. And and I think she was saying, I don't know where I'm going to find the money. It's like we're trying to run, the, we're trying to keep the uh, the bills, the bills keep getting higher, but if the fork out 1,500 quid, and I says 1,500 quid, she says, yes, this is what this is all is coming to, and I have to take a loan from the, from the bank to try and pay the, the cover this and that, and she's all, all sorts of pressure. If he doesn't get it, the other kids in the school get it. I say to myself, it's just this whole, it's greed, but it's that materialistic nonsense. And I love that sort of man, and I've seen it. I must, I must put it out. It'd be a good man for LinkedIn to wind people up and they run up to Christmas. It's like you're seven years of age. You've got a PlayStation. You've got an Xbox. You've got all these games. When I was your age, all I had was outside. I love that man, you know? So it's uh it is i just feel that there's just there's too much unnecessary spending on what is effectively total crap and that's that's usually i mean maybe maybe i'm just doom and gloom mr scrooge here but i just feel that uh people are pressurized in buying this nonsense and actuality and reality they don't actually need it Ach, Martin, bah humbug, bah humbug, Martin. But you know what? People are getting sucked up into the Christmas fever earlier and earlier. And it seems like Halloween is just over uh, and suddenly the Christmas decorations are popping up in the stores. The Christmas music is starting to play. Um, and then Christmas will be over and then it'll be Easter. And then you'll go into the supermarkets and you'll start to see the chocolate Easter eggs and you'll see people getting into the festive mood for Easter. And it's just this constant cycle to spend money, to spend money, to spend money. And, you know, I remember... Distraction. Total distraction. <laughs> it's a, it is a distraction for the masses. And it's, uh, as you say, the, the kind of Halloween is not over. The Christmas music's on. People are uh, singing. And, and you know, Christmas as a festival, I enjoy. As I, I like the, the family, the community around Christmas. I like the, the gathering. Because let's be honest, we hadn't had that for two years. That it's only this year, particularly... This year, I find that we're starting to actually come together again because we are, as people, we are social creatures. We're communal. And Christmas is a nice time where you can spend that with your loved ones and you can come together and you can enjoy food and you can share gifts and presents and that. And I get all that. I get all that. But but that's something to be enjoyed during Christmas week. I see people... Uh, putting up the Christmas tree, they're in their Christmas jumpers, they're and they're doing it more for 
vanity. They're they're putting it all over LinkedIn. They're putting it all over their social media. Oh, all set and all. I can't wait. Call me crazy, but I love Christmas and and it's all absolute nonsense, Wayne. And and, and that, that's the thing. I think Christmas is something that should be enjoyed during Christmas. I think that I mean, as you said, you it's getting earlier all the time, even before Halloween. There's people as 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 far back as August. Well, September will start putting up the decorations. It's ridiculous. Some people don't take them down. Well, I always know it's coming up to Christmas whenever Samantha Kelly changes her her emoji on Twitter. Whenever she updates her profile picture, then I know it's Christmas because she changes it and she's got the Christmas hat on and she's in the room today uh, and hopefully we'll get her up to join our conversation. Um, but no, we, we, we sound like bah humbug, we sound like the Grinch, but we're not trying to be like the Grinch today. We're talking about uh, our Black Friday sales. Is Cyber Monday a good thing for your business? Can you generate, can you actually generate extra business by marketing your products or maybe even your services? I don't know. I haven't seen too many people do that on the services front where they've been running some sort of of Black Friday, cyber, I mean, it, it, it could be, there could be people out there doing it, but I haven't seen any as yet. Have you have you come across any businesses, Martin, locally? Because we want to try and keep this as local as possible. But have you seen any businesses throughout, you know, social media? Have you seen any businesses in your local area who maybe have been running Black Friday sort of um, Cyber Monday deals? Or has it been really focused around e-commerce businesses? Yeah, I think it, it it is something that I have seen e-commerce businesses, mostly e-commerce businesses, but there are local businesses outside of e-commerce. Like I've seen, there's a place where I go and they do like, I went, I went we were getting some carpet done there in the house recently and I went to different places. It happened to be on a Friday, it happened to be on that Black Friday and I noticed a number of them had Black Friday deals on. So for the likes of those types of businesses, anything to do with the home, anything to do with the the, the house, that kind of thing is going to do well, uh, that kind of thing. But look, we talked about Cyber Monday, and my worry is that the way the world's going, they'll have they seem seemingly have a have a day for everything these days, and I see people posting their daily their daily posts on social media, and it's happy blah 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 day. Uh, happy uh, water day, water appreciation day, ha- happy earth day, happy uh, whale day or something. It's like, I mean, I think, yes, it's nice. You can hook content around this stuff. But I think when does it actually stop? It becomes a wee bit. It becomes, doesn't it? It becomes a wee bit. And I think with the whole Black Friday, Cyber Monday, if they could, if these big corporations could have you spending every single day of the week, they would, let's be honest. So where does it end? And that's the thing. If it's supporting local businesses and it's driving football for local businesses, then I'm all for it, Wayne, and you know that. But I think these Black Fridays and these Cyber Mondays, it's all geared towards this Amazon and and, and those types of uh, big sort of um, corporate sort of greed, uh, needless, uh, unnecessary spending. And I just think there's so many people out there at the minute, they're feeling the pinch. There's desperate, there's a lot of desperation out there, but it's the whole, 
marketing psychology, and I'm not going to be a hypocrite. You and I both work within this marketing space, but it's the whole psychology that's so hard to resist. Even if you don't have the money, the credit card's out, and before you know it, you've spent four or 500 quid. It's, I just think that it's, um, it's just a way of the world, perhaps. Maybe, what's your thoughts? Some good points, Martin, some good points. I just want to say hello to everybody in the room. Uh, I want to say hi to Liz, uh, Jules, thank you once again for joining us. I want to say congratulations to the Tweeting Goddess uh, on the arrival of her grandson, uh, Jackson. Uh, that is fantastic news this week, Samantha. I was delighted to see that picture pop up uh, on the feed and uh, I hope everything is well uh, with the little one. Uh, and indeed, mum and dad, uh, it's an exciting time. It's going to be an exciting Christmas for you. Uh, and we're all delighted uh, with that fantastic news. So thanks for sharing that with us. Uh, it's always joyous to hear when uh, a new little one uh, joins the world and it's fantastic. It, it really, really is. But Samantha, do chirp in tonight, uh, today, if you want to join the conversation, just let me know. We're delighted to have your input. Myself and Martin are just talking a little bit about Black Friday. We're talking about Cyber Monday. Uh, have you seen anything along the way in your neck of the woods from businesses tapping in? I suppose the, the, the big thing with it is, of course, um, if you're a product-focused business, then absolutely, it's probably you're probably going to be able to use those um, Cyber Monday, Black Friday to generate new sales if you're running. But but for a service-led business, have you noticed anything out there, Samantha, that you've seen? You know, that's that's interesting how they're doing it, and that's a good way maybe to tap into the whole hype that's happening right now and that frenzy uh, that's happening in relation to the getting people to spend money in the run-up to Christmas. Hi. Hi, everybody. Um, hi, Wayne, and hi, Martin. And I was just joking there with my emoji because I love Christmas, as you know. And uh, it's funny, Wayne, the way you notice that I actually do that every Christmas. I love that. <laughs> so, um, yeah, just to, to say I invited Liz Christie along uh, and I see Celtic Clothing is here too. But, you know, like, I don't know if they want to speak, but like they, I, I know that Liz does scarves, um, you know, for she does beautiful handwoven scarves. And I've worn her scarves. Remember, I mentioned her to you last week. <laughs> So she's here tonight. I, I told her to come in. But, um, you know, just, you know, for me as a service business, yes, I have seen services offering things, but I actually never do. I, I don't like it. I don't agree with it. The Black Friday thing. I don't I don't know. I just don't. I, I never buy anything on Black Friday. I just don't. Um, I think it's a principal thing, especially because there's so many small business owners who can't compete with the bigger guys. And I think it's the principal so I'm very like that, though. I kind of stick to my principles that way and I just won't buy. And I'd rather give the small business owner the full price, you know, that kind of way. So like, even when sometimes, you know, I'd be talking to someone, I say, oh, I might want to get that. And they'd message me and they say, oh, here's a discount code. I don't use the discount code. I don't use it because if I'm going to buy something, I'm going to buy something and I want to give them the extra 10 euros or whatever it is. Do you know what I mean? So, you know. And, for, and another thing, I don't know how many people have money coming up to Christmas. Oh, my God. Like, you know, how do they, do you know, I could never understand those people that went to Stephen's Day sales. I'm like, what, what, how do they have money? I don't know. Maybe I'm just in the wrong business. But like, you know, I have noticed, though, for me as a service provider, um, like Wayne, I put out that offer about, um, you know, if you want me to run your Twitter account in the run up to Christmas. Um, that I would run the Twitter account for them to help them get more sales so they could focus on getting the, the, the part of the business they love. 
And um, yeah, I got I, I got um, a good few new clients from that. And um, I just love doing that. And I know how to get the sales and I know how to engage and all of that. So so for me, I didn't do an offer. I did an offer for Christmas, you know, for the Christmas market to help people that wanted to get more sales at Christmas. So that's what I did. But uh, Black Friday, no. Yeah, no, it's it's interesting. And that was a lot of the points that Martin was actually touching on. We were talking about the the impact that that can have on people, particularly on the run up to Christmas, if people are spending beyond their means. Um, and I just want to say hello to Liz tonight. I had a look at Liz's website, actually. The, the scarves look amazing, uh, fantastic. And I'm definitely going to be placing an order. I'm just hooking through, uh, I think, fantastic uh, gift idea. Um, I know that my other half would definitely love one of those scarves. So I'm hopefully going to be getting an order in uh, at some point, hopefully before Christmas. Uh, I think it's an excellent idea and they look fantastic. So if you haven't checked out uh, Liz's uh, Liz Christie's website, do check it out. Um, fantastic scarves. Um, did, I, did I see something about men's scarves? Is there is is there men's yeah. scarves? I thought I did. Uh, yeah. Um. Actually, Liz, I think Liz, you have to click request Mike if you want to come up and say hi. But yes, there's men's scarves, there's women's scarves. But for me, I bought one for St. Pat. Remember, I was doing sober St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. And I wanted a green scarf, but I also wanted to promote an Irish business, and I knew that I'd be photographed a lot and I'd be filmed a lot for the run up to sober St. Patrick's Day. So I bought, didn't I, Liz? I bought a scarf offer. I didn't ask for one for free. I bought it offer. And um I absolutely love it every time I wear it, Wayne. And I'm not just saying that seriously, every time I wear it, everyone goes, Oh my God, your scarf, where did you get it? And I'm like, oh my God, I've got such a posh scarf on me. Like it's great. Yeah, they they, they look really unique, Sam. And and I used to be a, a big scarf guy. I'm a hat guy, but I love a good scarf. And it's hard to get a really nice scarf. You of course you can go into lots of shops and, and pick up scarves, but to get something that that's a little bit different, that's a little bit unique. Uh, and that's what I got whenever I visited the website. And we were talking about this last week about the importance uh, of, of, of a website. And I've just sent you uh, an invite there, Liz. If you do want to come up and tell us a little bit about your business, that would be fantastic. We'd love to hear a little bit more about it. Um, tell us about some of the products. Um, give it a plug, uh, as we say. Um, but Martin, have you ch- had a chance to have a look at Liz's website yet? You're probably on it right now. Yeah, you know, and I, I see that Liz is based there in Casablanca, which isn't a million miles away from ourselves, Wayne, so maybe we'll get a little road trip. I know we're down in Monaghan quite regularly with Shawnee McLeary there, so maybe we'll take the trip down to Casablanca, definitely uh, get a cup of coffee maybe with Liz and maybe hear her story. We've done that a few times now. We've actually gone to the businesses and we've interviewed the businesses and find out how they got started in this journey the scarves look great they look they look definitely i love that i love that in your twitter headline it really it really tells me exactly that hug in a box that buyer centric and that is so important that buyer centric language particularly in the run up to christmas if you are if you've got a unique product that you convey to the buyer of what exactly it is hug in a box definitely let's get down to Casablanca, liz if you're up for a a cup of coffee. Uh, I know Wayne has got a bit of a head cold or he'll probably be looking something a little bit stronger. But uh, nonetheless, I, I'll drive Wayne. So if you're interested, let's make it happen. Do you know what, Martin? And, and there's an event happens in Monaghan quite regularly. What, what's it called? The Montrepreneur? The Montrepreneur Meetup every Monday. Or sorry, don't not sure where I get every Monday from. The Montrepreneur Meetup, yes, monthly, monthly 
if Liz is interested, it's run by a fella called Paul Bow, who happens to be Tommy Bow's dad. Paul Bow, he used to run Paul Bow Foods, which he sold, and it became Henderson Foods, which are an interesting story in themselves. But they meet at the Station House in Monaghan once a month. It's the Montepreneur Meetup. Definitely, Liz, if you're in this entrepreneurial space, I would really encourage you to get involved. And if not, I can make you an introduction to Shawnee McCleary that runs the street school and the Blast uh, Street Kitchen. Very interesting guy. We'll make it happen, Wayne. Fantastic. Actually, just to let you know, Liz doesn't know how to get up, so I don't know if you can invite her or if she has to request a mic or what. And also, I just want to point out that Jim Frost is here. Wayne, have you ever met Jim? He's part of the Sober St. Patrick's Day. I invited him there. He's in New York. He's a consultant in New York. He's cool. Um, just in case. And hi, Victoria. Hi, Jules. Hi, Celtic Clothing. Um, but I just wanted to say that I invited Jim as well. But Liz doesn't know how to come up, so I can't invite her. So I just sent Liz an invite there now. Liz, check. Uh, you should get a little bit of an invite. I'm going to send you another one again just to see if we can get you up. And if anybody else does want to come up and introduce their business, tell us a little bit about what you do. We're always delighted for people to join the conversation. Simply just raise your hand and I'll send an invite around so we can get you up to tell us a little bit about your business. But hello to everybody. Uh, it's great to see so many people joining uh, in tonight. Um, it's always great. We're recording this as well. So this will be available as a podcast over the next couple of days um, where we like to you know share that with as many people as possible uh, and let people know that we're here each and every Monday night from about 9 30 where we're having this conversation so good evening to everybody Um, Celtic Clothing good evening good evening folks Uh, this is my first time with you guys it sounds like you're there every Monday I did not know that um yeah, uh, I'm. Uh, I, I'm not quite sure what I stumbled upon here. A lot of Irish accents. Um, I'm Irish myself from the city of Belfast, but I've been living in the United States for 30 years, and well, over 30 years. And uh, I own an internet company over here called CelticClothing.com, and we source our products in Ireland, um, all around the island, and uh, we sell to the Irish American audience. So I probably related to what you guys are talking about. I know the topic is kickstart your business for 2023. I was checking out the ladies' scarves there. We sell a lot of Irish scarves on our website, a lot of Irish tweed flat caps. I heard, I think the host said he was a hat man. Um, so yeah, we source from like uh, places like Hannah Hats and Donegal. And we do a lot of wool sweaters, all that kind of stuff. Um, so yeah, uh, it's probably relevant to to you all sign to be Irish folks, if, I, if I'm correct, uh, with Irish products and companies, and yeah, um, yeah, that's basically that's that's what we do. So uh, we do a lot of email marketing. Um, you know, they talk about social media marketing, Facebook, all that stuff. I still think the ROI on um, on email marketing is there. Uh, and it's one of our better uh, kind of marketing tools. But anyway, I'm not. I'm just listening in. Thought I'd give a quick introduction. Hopefully, I can uh, learn something from you guys. And if you can learn from me, I'd be happy to share. Thanks. It's an interesting thing to ponder over, isn't it? I mean, email marketing versus social media marketing. I think they all have their they all have their their little merits, if you know what I mean. But I do do I do definitely think uh, Celtic clothing should should connect there with Liz. 
you should uh, follow follow each other and schedule a follow-up call absolutely i think there's a lot of synergy there to be had and who knows uh if you ever if you ever do do business just just uh always remember it was on the biz that brought you together that's what we're all <laughs> here to do can you hear me we can hear you liz good evening oh, brilliant. <laughs> Good evening. I'm a bit of a John Snow when it comes to this. I have to, I'm going to have to spend a bit more time with um, Samantha. <laughs> you know. Um, yeah. So thanks very much um, for for your comments on the scarves. Um, I'm delighted, and I would love to sit down with you. And um, you're more than welcome to come up to the studios. We're in Aniella, just out, outside Castle Benny, and no problem. I'll put the kettle on. And you make it something stronger if you want it. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic, Liz. No, the, the, the scarves look fantastic. And I love, um, I am a hat man as well, but I do love uniqueness uh, and I love sourcing uh, something that's a little bit different whether it's for a night out whether it's for a meeting whether I'm going to deliver you know at a, at a, at a conference or, or speak somewhere yeah. I love to have something different um, whenever I visited your website um, I was captivated by by the scarves um, and in particular that you do have a selection for men oh absolutely from day one men were always included <laughs> very important and um, they, there's a, a collection inspired by Patrick Kavanagh. So um, I was just photographing some of them this evening. So if you keep an eye out on Facebook, you might see them popping up um, over the next, and on Twitter, of course, too. Fantastic. So, Fantastic. So um, I, heard, I heard you speaking about the Black Friday and the deals and that. And I would have to say from my perspective, I, I don't buy into the Black Friday or Cyber Monday it's just not for my kind of business, you know, because everything we make is handmade and um, it's, it's a luxury product um, because of the time that goes into making them. So as far as Black Friday goes, I don't even go there, you know. I love if people, I lo if people want the scarves, you know, coming up to Christmas as a special Christmas gift or a special birthday gift, you know, um, I don't think Black Friday is going to make the make them buy it one way or another you know liz i love those key rings that you have those little sheep key rings oh, yeah. <laughs> i mean they're brilliant so they are they're there's something unique there's something different somebody um i had a relative that was in peru and they brought me back this llama key ring and i still right. have it i still have it to this day and it was made with that authentic sort of material that they use out there so i think having something yeah. even as small as that is a lovely thing. And you're absolutely right. It goes back to what I had said at the very start, and I was echoed by Samantha. I don't buy into the whole Black Friday thing. I don't I don't subscribe to that whole kind of... Um, I think if you've got a quality product, then the price that people pay for it is the price. It shouldn't be discounted yeah. just to entice more people in because it cheapens your... It cheapens what you do. And it's if you've got a quality product, which you really do, it stands out. And really, the focus is just generating, getting eyeballs onto that website. Yeah. And that's where I think social media, particular, particularly social media paid advertising, is a worthy investment. Yes, I haven't actually gone down the road of, of paid advertising yet, but, um, you know, I will, but I... I I want to try and get as much organic 
traffic and get that, you know, working as well as possible for me. I you think know. I think the, the organic is important. I think absolutely. And I think they, they both go hand in hand. They both complement yeah. one another. But I think that sometimes it can be easy to fall into, and I've done it myself, that if you generate some business through organic, you'll think, wow, this is amazing. I've generated this business through organic. I'll try to keep pushing the organic thing. Mm. And I think that, but I do think that the paid social in particular is not right. as costly as it was maybe four or five years ago. And I think particularly right. if you've got a real good authentic product and you can get it in front of the people like I, I recently I have a tourism business on the side outside of all my marketing endeavors right. I've got a tourism business and running paid ads for our, our Halloween tours we do ghost walks in around Halloween was the oh. best thing I ever done this year whereas in previous years we relied on the organic footfall but this year we were able to really step it up. And I, it, it is that gamble as well, because you're thinking, mm -hmm. am I going to get this ROI on this here? And absolutely, we got the ROI and more so. So it is worth something to look into. And it's starting off small. Don't be thinking that you need to put in silly amounts of money. You start yeah. off small and building yourself up and working with a specialist in that sort of, arena don't just work with uh, anyone i think it's better this is something myself and wayne would talk about regularly just like samantha there have been a been a yeah. twitter guru or a, or a linkedin specialist it's better to go to somebody that is a specialist in one particular area but rather than somebody that says they can do everything because i find those companies that say they can do everything are mediocre at best but that's just my experience yeah and yeah and Definitely myself and Wayne will get that coffee. I would you know I know Castle Blaney quite well. I I'm in Uri here, so I would go right. there, I would go down there quite regularly. My brother in law used to work in Castle Blaney uh, for a company called Laverty Motors. And I know the I know Alan Laverty very well actually. Um, oh, I think I did I think I did uh, my first batch of driving lessons with, with his dad. Well, I think there you, well there you go. There you go. Well <laughs> My my brother in law worked there for many years, so it's uh I know the I know Blaney very well. I do a little bit of fishing. I like uh Loch Mukno, it's a All beautiful, right. beautiful yes. part of the world. And definitely, we'll definitely get down there and maybe we'll do like uh we'd love to visit and see where it's happening and That'll maybe we fabulous. could do we could do some sort of live uh LinkedIn. What do you think, we in our live video? Yeah, absolutely. It's it'd be fantastic to go and and see the products firsthand and hear the background story and and, and actually look and, and feel. And I think that's what's really important. Whenever you're, you know, you, it's one thing going and looking at the product on the website, but I think it's a completely different experience. And I'll give you an example yeah. of this. Um, recently, I was delivering some school workshops in Tipperary uh, and Kerry, and I was coming back up the country. And I was I'm on the lookout for a, a new banjo. I play banjo, um, and I'm on the lookout for a new tenor banjo. And I've been researching these banjos called clarine banjos, which are made just outside Galway. And um, I decided on my trip back up to actually stop off uh, where these banjos are made um, and meet the, the guy Fitton and his dad who, who, who make these banjos. But 
I'd look at I had been looking at them on the website and I've been listening to them on YouTube, but the experience blew me away yeah. whenever I went to the workshop and I actually picked up one of these banjos and I played one of these banjos. But to hear the backstory, Liz, of, of how it all came about, um, you know, the the the, the, yeah. the, pur- the purpose of the business, the purpose of the product, um, and the story through the times of, you know, from way back in the seventies when the first banjo was originally created, this particular type of banjo uh, from clarine banjos was fantastic. So I think getting out and actually experiencing the product is is so important. Well, funny enough, I think when um, people actually come into the studios and see the the processes that are involved, that that it's such a a hands-on kind of a a way of making them, um, then they realise why... It's an expensive product and um, it's, it's seeing how they're made and all the different um, processes that are involved. It really kind of, um, you know, galvanizes for them that it is a special product, you know. And I have, I've been working really hard over, oh, well, as long as I can remember to, um, you know, develop it as a, as a tourism attraction. And um, I think it's starting to. I think it's starting to work for me. You know, I was I had meetings with tour operators last week, and um, fingers crossed, twenty twenty three, that we get more people through the door. You know, I could see a real, real demand for that, particularly as summer I met so many Americans with my own sort of tourism part time thing. With so many Americans this year. Were visiting Ireland, and apparently there was Dublin was like it was like you thought you were in New York or Boston or something. There was mm-hmm. not many Americans in Dublin this year, and I think there's a real market for that kind of thing because right over the years, when they, when Americans come to Ireland, this is something they've said to me: when they come to Ireland, they don't want to be sitting in Starbucks. They yes. want, they yes. want to experience the old Ireland. They want to be milking the goat. Literally, they want mm-hmm. to be. They want to be in the. They want to be in the donkey. They want to be in the going riding a donkey with the with the trailer with the head. They want to be uh, collecting the eggs from their chicken and cooking their own omelet that morning, the, and drinking the old style milk. And I think visiting a business like yourself. And I know, I remember one time, and I, and I, and I will be the first to admit, Liz. I thought I was going to be bored, silly. I went and visited Avoca. Is it Avoca in Wicklow? Yes. Yeah. I went up and I visited the the place where they make the 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 the, the wool material stuff that they make. And I thought honestly, I'm going to be so bored here. But it, it was so interesting. The gentleman was talking. He worked there forty years, and they were still using that old style way of uh, crafting the wool. I'm not joking. You. It was so interesting. And I think absolutely there's a real interest in that kind of stuff. And if you can get, if you can tap into the cross-border thing there as well, if you're definitely going down the road of the of the tourism angle, myself and Wayne uh, will both know a chap we could maybe connect you to. And oh, there, could be a, there could be a cross-border angle there as well because you're not far from cross Lane there as well. So they could kind of, There'd be good. There could be a good opportunity. Yeah. I yeah. I happen to know somebody who's a sheep farmer who turned it into a tourism business as well. Brilliant. And Brilliant. I could also I could also connect you uh, to that chap as well. 
And you could sell your key rings, your sheep key rings. Yeah. You should definitely yeah. get in a call, I think. Um, yeah. Wayne. Um, well, thanks very in? much. We'll make it happen. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's really what this conversation's all about. It's about getting people involved. It's about telling a little bit more about your business, your brand, what it is it does, uh, and showcasing the products and services that you provide. Um, and just up in the little nest, uh, I just shared a link to uh, to Liz's website. So anybody in the room uh, today, uh, do stop by, check out the website, check out the fantastic uh, products that Liz has to offer. Uh, and I'm definitely looking forward uh, to getting down to experience uh, and check those out for myself. But I just want to say hello to Jim. Uh, Jim, you've been listening in today. Uh, hope you're well. Uh, opportunity for you to tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, I notice you host a podcast. I do. I do. Thanks. Um, my name is Jim Frawley. I run an organization called Bellwether. We do executive development and business coaching. We're based in New York and the podcast comes out weekly. It's the Bellwether Hub podcast on a whole wide range of topics. You know, as when I first joined, I heard how to kickstart 2023. That'll be on in a couple of weeks, but it's a, it's what most of my clients are talking about right now. Um, and the big thing that we get to talk about is that there are no rules, right? And you hear a little bit about what Liz was talking about, how you could take your scarf business and, and you could turn it into a tourism business and you could do all these different things. And I think that's what the majority of entrepreneurs are now realizing is uh, there are no rules and we get to be as creative as we want. And there's a lot of opportunity to those people who are the most creative out there. And uh, it's a really exciting time to be an entrepreneur, but um but that's that's kind of the fun stuff that's why we do it right we do indeed and there's a lot of entrepreneurs in the room today martin is uh, one such entrepreneur and we're always trying to grow our network and i think that's really important to connect with more people and samantha has been a fantastic connector over the years. Uh, she's been connecting me with different people uh, right across the globe. So it's great to see uh, people joining tonight from different parts of the world uh, and telling us a little bit about what they do. We're here uh, each and every Monday night uh, having conversations uh, for small businesses uh, and people who really want to grow their reach uh, in Ireland, but also outside of Ireland. And and I spent a little bit of time uh, many, many years ago uh, over in the United States, and it's always a place that I wanted to grow my foothold a little bit more, but find it a little bit challenging. Um, and I wonder, Jim, have you any tips for businesses uh, today who might be looking to maybe increase their visibility in the United States, uh, maybe get opportunities uh, in that part of the world? Yeah, it's increasingly difficult in the States. And I'll say that as a person who's in the States, um, we're just inundated with messages all of the time. And and I feel like people are just burned out on it. And um, I would say events like this are probably one of the best ways to do it. We've turned off our minds to marketing. I've, I've stopped doing any kind of online marketing, um, paid marketing anyway, for my type of business. It, it just doesn't really make sense. Um and most of it, most of my business now is coming from in-person interactions or, or virtual networking or, you know, those places where you can actually put a face to a, to a product. And that's how you get your real value to do it. It's going to be interesting to see what happens with uh, social media in general, with the Twitter news and, and the others. Um, LinkedIn is changing so quickly where there's just so much noise and People are getting crazier and crazier just to try and beat the noise. Um, 
most of the most the, the most successful people I've seen have have actually slowed down on their their noise and just focused on less content but making it incredibly valuable content where they're not putting out 17 or 18 messages a day they're maybe doing one a day or one every other day but it's it's really impactful and they're they're targeting it to certain types of people and uh and i wonder if that's you know when we think about a global community and and interacting on the global scale and and popping into the states is how are you our attention spans are so minimal how are you creating something that people can stop pause and say that's valuable to me and that's something i'm going to want to hear again and then you're going to have to hit them like five or six times after that for them to you know to really pay attention but um everything now all messages are are quickly turned off with a swipe so uh, we have to, you know, rather than spinning around and, and making crazy amounts of just content, uh, I feel like it's it's uh, a lot, much more ROI virtually to um, to just take the time to do it right the first time and make it really valuable. Yeah, I think there's there's definite value there in what you're saying there, Jim. And I think in business to business, particularly if you're in this coaching executive coaching that sort of community. People are looking to build long-term relationships. They're not looking a quick. They're not looking a quick win. They're looking to partner with people in the long term. And I think also in business to business, particularly on LinkedIn, and that's really where I'm a specialist. People don't read ads in the same way that they would that they would read an ad for a for a product. Uh, they're looking to build that longer-term relationship. And the, if the product itself or the service itself is of a, is of a higher value then absolutely the companies want to build long-term relationships. And that's something that, I, that I've been focusing on. I've seen our whole model change from a business. And we have some American clients that are based out there in, in California. And we've like, we've done some good work recently, but I know like partner with them, they've, they've come back and said, Martin, we really want to build a long-term relationship here because we've done some good work thus far. And it's, I think that's, that's what's something that, we're seeing right now there is so much noise as you say particularly on linkedin people are being bombarded and i mean bombarded with messages that are totally irrelevant it's this almost hidden hope hidden hope sort of strategy and people are putting out so much content that it's totally irrelevant that people are switching off because we are we are all heading towards that sort of uh, I think that we, we go back to what we've talked about earlier in the conversation that people are, for me, I'm looking forward to Christmas for switching off for a few days, turning off the phone, turning off the laptop, disconnecting and, and really kind of because social media with all the noise that's out there at the minute, you can uh, be, you can be burned out trying to consume it all, but you can also feel slightly, um, out of place uh, when you see other people um, doing what you think that you should be doing and it can leave you kind of like not in the best headspace but definitely definitely I think that the world has changed and I think that this 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 medium through voice through virtual sort of comms getting into the position where you can network and connect with people I mean conversations cost nothing and the more conversations you have, the more business you will generally generally 
generate and that's that's in my experience samantha over to you i just you know the way i spot opportunities all the time well i just realized right and um, jim you don't know what wayne does wayne will you tell jim what you do because i think he'd be interested in what you do and i think you could interview jim and jim could interview you just a suggestion now i'm just saying but wayne tell him what you do yeah, that's a great idea, Jim. I'm always looking for guests on my podcast and I'd be delighted to, to, to get you on at some point. But I deliver a lot of workshops uh, in schools and colleges right across right across Ireland. Uh, tomorrow I'm back out in a school in Kildare uh, to speak to uh, a, a, a couple of hundred students. Uh, and my job is to educate them about positive and responsible use of the internet and social media. So how to use it to unlock opportunities in the future, typically in and around career uh, and those types of things. I also deliver a lot of workshops to parents uh, and that workshop is pretty much focused around what mums and dads need to know when it comes to keeping their children safer uh, whenever they're using the internet, social media or technology. So typically I talk about online safety, I talk about cyber security, I talk about mental health and wellness and then finally I wrap that all up in the importance of managing and protecting um, our online reputation and why it's important that we do that. Uh, and that all stemmed from a book that I wrote back in 2015 called The Student's Guide to an Epic Online Reputation. And there's a second edition uh, of that book, hopefully coming out in early 2023. So that's a, a whistle-stop tour, Jim, uh, of what I do. That's awesome. And if, when you're coming out with it, let's definitely talk. I've um, So I just got involved with the Association for Leadership Educators. Um, and there are a lot of schools that are a part of that from a university standpoint. Um, but my sister just became president of a high school. My college roommate just became president of a high school. So we can set you up with like a nice little, we'll get you into the U.S. We'll give you a nice little USA tour. We'll set you up for, for 2023. It'd be great. Oh, that'd be fantastic, Jim. That Definitely. I definitely want to have a conversation with you because that would be brilliant. Just around the time the book is coming out to do some, even some promo and some school visits over there. That would be fantastic. I'd really appreciate any help and guidance uh, on that front. So thank you so much for that. And I will reach out to you separately in relation to the uh, podcast. Um, but I also just want to say off the back of what Samantha was talking about, uh, um, CelticClothing.com. Uh, you guys, if you haven't already done it, hook up with Samantha. She's fantastic as well in relation to maybe there's some synergy there in relation to how you guys might be able to collaborate. Maybe there's some work can be done there. That would be fantastic. Um, and we're always looking for, as Martin mentioned at the start of the conversation tonight, it is about collaboration for us it's about working together uh, it's about referrals about making introductions as best we can and really trying to help each other along on our journey and I've been very lucky uh, along on my journey Samantha's helped me out uh, a number of times uh, and give me a platform to talk about the work uh, that I do in schools and colleges at our conferences and maybe actually Samantha just before we finish up because I know we're tight in time can you let us know about your upcoming conference it's in April I believe are tickets still available Yes, it's the 12th of April. Um, it's in Cork. Um, but I, I just want to mention, uh, you were asking about, how, you were asking Jim about how to get into the US. But just, just so you know, like Jim, we've actually met in New York, myself and Jim, because just don't underestimate the power of joining a network. That's not like, I remember the Wexford Chamber here. I was kind of like, Ugh, you know, I just felt like I wasn't getting value. So I joined the Irish Chamber in Philadelphia and I joined the Irish Business Organization in New York. And actually, Celtic Clothing, I don't know your name. What's your name? Uh, my name's Charlie. I know uh, lots of people in the Irish Business Network in Philadelphia. 
the Irish Business Chamber <laughs> Network. I know the president. I know I know a lot of folks. Are you a well, member? Yeah, I am, Charlie. Are you in Philly? No, I'm not. I'm in Ireland. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I, I'll tell you, I was supposed to be speaking there before the pandemic. I was supposed to be speaking at the women's conference they were doing. But okay. then what happened was um, the pandemic, hit, obviously. No, but just I messaged you there in the in the, in the back channel there in your okay. DM. So I did send you a message. But like, you know, th- this Irish-American, you know, like I'm, I'm involved in Sober St. Patrick's Day. Jim was involved as well. I ended up going to New York. I ended up marching up Fifth Avenue and like I mean none of that would have happened if I hadn't actually started um, having conversations and networking with people in America so you know go and join one of the networks go and start offering to do a webinar and all of that kind of stuff that's what worked for me and then of course poor Jim had to meet me in real life and you know it was like you know I was latched onto him like a little baby but he was great. He minded me. Remember St. Patrick's Day, the parade? I was terrified. I was standing on the corner going, oh my God, I'm lost. And then he came to my rescue. Thanks, Jim. But she did it. She was very, very good. I think also what would be worthwhile as well is is touching base with the U.S. consulate there in Dublin from from our Belfast. Uh, I've had a couple of um, dealings uh, just from different community sort of networks that I've been involved in, the likes of Jesse I and and they have they have been very progressive and very forward thinking and and very interested in connecting businesses, US businesses with Irish businesses. And if you're out there regularly and you're doing that kind of work, it's touching base uh, with the consulate and say, look, I'm doing some work with American companies and and vice versa. And and my experience is they'll it's something that they'll be encouraging of and something that they will try to uh, support. Uh, in some sort of way. But I definitely think uh, Chambers of Commerce and those types of networks. There is another one. I think it's the Irish American Business Network. And uh, they have regular meetups in Dublin. And I'm sure they have regular meetups across the water in the U.S., across the water sound like sounds like I'm talking about England, but it's a big it's a big stretch of water. But uh, but I definitely think that there is opportunities uh, everywhere at the minute. And uh, I think, and not just not just really in kind of the 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 Irish American communities. There's 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 so many communities. America is a big place. I've been doing a lot of work at the minute uh, with real estate businesses, particularly in Santa Monica. That and when they approached me, I was initially thinking, well, oh, I'm not really in property or real estate. But we were showing them how they could leverage LinkedIn to connect that sort of. Uh, connect buyers with with property deals, that kind of thing, and and they have come back. And when I look at some of the stuff they're involved with, I just think to myself, really, this is this is a uh, real exciting stuff. And that and that's the power of the internet. It's the and the power of these forums here, Samantha, uh, Wayne, uh, Jim, that we can connect with people from all over the world, from all different walks of life, all different backgrounds. And it is a powerful thing. And, and hopefully tonight on the business, on the biz, we've demonstrated this by bringing people from all over together. Yeah, that's it. Uh, Charlie, you want to chirp in there? Yeah, just quickly, you're talking about the, getting into the American market. Um, there's another networking group called Irish Network USA. Uh, and then again, like different, you know, New York would have its own business chamber. Philadelphia has its business chamber. Um, Chicago has its Irish Business Chamber. So there's lots of uh, organizations. 
Uh, but a national one is Irish Network USA. It might be of some use to you folks. Um, with regard to getting into not just the uh, American market, but more be a, a global market, for example, the lady with the scarves, um, if you have some money to spend, uh, there's an event in Dublin in January every year called Showcase, uh, where you uh, have the opportunity to exhibit your products um, to, uh, to buyers who come from different parts of the world, obviously from continental Europe, United States, Australia, etc. It's a big event, and uh, you know you could maybe get some pick up some business there. And that particular event, uh, one of the main organizers of it is called Enterprise Ireland, and they would obviously be another good group if you're based in Ireland. They'd be a good group for you to reach out to because their whole purpose is to help uh, you know native Irish companies uh, reach out to the global marketplace and and uh, export their products. So Enterprise Ireland would be another option, but maybe you know all that stuff already. Oh, well, thank you, Charlie. It's, it's lovely to actually um, be talking to you because um, I've followed you on social media for quite a while. Um, I have, I do showcase. I've been done it for well over twenty years, and it's it's a very funny place because twenty years later, like you'll still get somebody onto your stand that is asks you, "Is this your first time doing the show?" <laughs> so, um, yeah, are you coming to it yourself? Yes, I'll be over in January, yeah. Well, hopefully we'll uh, get to meet up. Yeah, yeah, indeed. Fantastic. Uh, Jesus, I'll go to that as well. Yeah, yeah, that sounds like that, that sounds like it could be a great event. It is. It's, 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 the, it's the one show, the, the one trade show that, um, you know, I have to do. If I'm not there, I'm gone. You know, people will think I'm gone out of business. So, um and even during their session, my little sheep, they I launched them in two thousand and nine, and they kept the wolf from the door for me, and they kept me in front of my customers. So um, yeah, they 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 work very well and showcases the place that I get the business. So. Well, thank you so much, uh, Liz, for sharing that. Charlie, a fantastic insight as well, and indeed, Sam. We've got about 60 seconds left before we wrap up. I just want to come really quickly uh, to Patricia. Patricia, you've got about 25 seconds because we're just about to wrap up the room uh, here tonight, but this is going to be available on a replay. I do want to thank everybody uh, for coming in. Uh, much, much appreciated. Uh, but over to you uh, really quickly, Patricia. Yeah, just going back there a bit to Sam talking about different chambers. So I'm involved with the Canadian Women's uh, Chamber of Commerce and the Peterborough Chamber of Commerce, which is where I used to live in Canada. Um, and I've made massive connections. Um, you know, I even got a, a direct message today from the lady who works with the Irish Prison Trust. <laughs> Um, they're looking to find, uh, in terms of doing my EFT tapping. So I messaged somebody else and said, oh, I, this person's podcast was on. And next thing I got a direct message from her. So I was like, oh my God, that's huge. <laughs> from the Irish prison service. And then she wants to set up a meeting and I'm just like, oh my God. And it was simply through a tweet I posted thanking her saying her podcast was great. So you never know who you want to meet. Yeah. Really enjoy Fantastic, fantastic. You really don't know who you're going to come across. That's the great thing about a space like this. So I just want to thank everybody for giving up their time today, for coming in uh, and sharing a little bit of insight. Uh, thanks to Samantha, Liz, uh, Jim, Charlie. 
uh, Patricia, Jules uh, and everyone else who joined us uh, on this episode of On The Biz. As always, don't forget myself and Martin are back each and every Monday evening, 9.30pm. Uh, uh, there will be a replay of this podcast available on Spotify and iTunes over the next couple of days. So if you are picking this up on the replay, a big hello to you. And as Martin always says, make sure you connect, make sure you reach up, reach out and make sure you follow up. And hopefully we'll see you back here uh, next Monday evening at 9pm for another episode of On The Biz. You've been listening to On The Biz, Meet The Change Maker with your hosts, Wayne and Martin. This episode is powered by The Growth Company. Tune in next time for one of our live social audio events.